there's just decreased stress and anxiety when we have come in and helped them let go of items that are no longer serving them or have just been cluttering up their environment, they feel like almost unburdened mentally and emotionally. Another really great benefit is that you save time and energy because you're not looking for things all the time. You're not wondering, where did I put that? Or I know I had one of these things. There's a lot of time and energy and then mental bandwidth that's, that's being saved and freed up. Hi everyone, welcome back to Blissfully Bloom. I'm Victoria LeBlanc, your host, and this podcast was created to empower women to love themselves unconditionally, transform their mindsets, and discover their own inner bliss. Now, I don't know about you, but I have been feeling really in the mood for decluttering and organizing my space. It just makes me feel so good afterwards. I mean, I think it might just be with the fall season and seeing the leaves fall down, it motivates me to let things go as well. And I think though, sometimes I may get really, really overwhelmed depending on how many things I need to actually declutter or organize. And it can feel really, really stressful at times. And so today I invited a professional organizer with me today to really speak about how we can keep our living environments the best that they can be so that we can feel just amazing on the inside. So I invited Krista Jones. Krista Jones is a professional organizer and declutter coach in Alberta, Canada. She helps busy, overwhelmed, and discouraged individuals reclaim control of their homes and schedules, restore their peace and sanity, and renew confidence in themselves. She physically helps families declutter, simplify, and organize their lives so that they can make room for what really matters. Hundreds of women and their loved ones have experienced the amazing mental, emotional, and physical benefits of working with Krista as their professional organizer. With over 15 years of experience in the world of business, she utilized all of the knowledge and skills she's gained in order to grow her professional organizing and coaching side hustle to a six-figure revenue company with a team of professional organizers, helping hundreds of individuals and families in only two and a half years. She also now uses this extensive experience as a business coach to empower and assist other women in launching, growing, and scaling profitable businesses that excite them, fulfill them, and provide them with the time and finances for the things that are most important to them. I cannot wait for you to listen to our conversation, but as always, I do want to give a shout out to our sponsor. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Blissfully Bloom. I want to welcome with me here today, Krista Rose. Welcome, Krista. Hi, Victoria. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. And I'm really excited to talk about this topic of decluttering, organizing your space, because I think it's really important in the season that we are in right now of fall and really letting go of things and clearing that clutter. 
So before we do, though, I always start the episode off with just one little signature beginning question, and that is, what is one powerful lesson you have learned that has changed your life? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Um, I think for me, it's just the overwhelming urge to be resilient, no matter what obstacles come my way, no matter you know what changes happen in my life. I want to have a positive mindset about it and make sure that I take you know action that's going to result in in making those those maybe negative or misfortune of opportunity into an opportunity. So yeah, being resilient is something that has really, I don't know, just impacted my life significantly. <laughs> yeah, that that's a good point too, because I feel like when you start to just overcome those barriers and obstacles that may show up, it just, you build that evidence for yourself that you can overcome hard things. And just because there might be a season in your life that may be more challenging than others, it doesn't mean that you can't move through it and see the light at the end of the tunnel. So I really love that lesson. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for sharing. So the first question that I have in terms of decluttering and organizing your space is what are the benefits of having an organized living space? Yeah, as a professional organizer, we see so many benefits in our clients' lives when we've, you know, worked with them. And one of the biggest one is just a feeling of relief. There's just decreased stress and anxiety when we have come in and helped them let go of items that are no longer serving them or have just been cluttering up their environment. They feel like almost unburdened mentally and emotionally <laughs> and even physically as well. So that's been really amazing to see in our clients. And another really great benefit is that you save time and energy because you're not looking for things all the time. You're not wondering, where did I put that? Or I know I had one of these things. And so there's a lot of time and energy and then mental bandwidth that's that's being saved and freed up as well. And in relation to that, there's increased focus. So we notice a lot of our clients are able to focus better. Their kids are able to focus longer on playing with certain toys because there's less of them, less distractions. And we just see um, overall increased relationships in our in our clients' lives, like they're with their family members, with themselves, the way they feel about themselves. They feel more confident. They feel more empowered. And they also just feel more, I guess, confident with with work too in their careers. So you see a lot of great benefits from decluttering and organizing. And it's really amazing. Wow. That really is. And when we think of just cleaning, we may just think that it's just benefiting our physical environment. We don't think how much it can do to like our mental health and just how much we feel about ourselves on the inside. So that is really powerful because I feel like our what is going on in your mind if you feel like you are just having all these cluttered thoughts? Oftentimes, that's going to be a reflection, a direct reflection of how your living environment is going to look. Mm -hmm. So I think it even goes to say, like, it'll be a mirror for your thoughts as well. Like if you start to clear the clutter on your outside space, then I feel like the clutter in your mind will also start to just dissipate. Yeah, that's, that's great that you understand that because they really are interconnected, right? Your internal state of being affects your external environment and vice versa. 
your external environment is going to affect the way that you feel, the way you think, the way that you can focus, the way that you even physically feel. We have clients who are struggling with physical ailments. And when we come in and take control of their environment and give them that like peace and, and control and calm in their external environment, they start to see just like increased physical ability and just not feeling so physically worn down. It's really amazing how that cycle affects each other. Yeah, I love that that connection. Mm-hmm. And so another question that I have is what kind of obstacles or barriers do you see with your clients in terms of keeping their space clean and decluttered? Mm-hmm. And then what would you recommend to overcome that? Those obstacles. Yeah. So I actually created a quiz. It's called Which Home Organization Mistake Are You Making? And it is in regards to those obstacles, right? Because there are four four main problems that we see with our clients in regards to staying decluttered and minimized and organized, right? And so you, you could actually take that quiz if you wanted and see what your results are. But we've noticed that a lot of people struggle with just not having the time or the energy to do it because so many of us are overcommitted. We, we, you know, have so many things on our schedule, so many things going on in life. And then we get home and it's like, I don't have any bandwidth to deal with this environment right now. Like it's just that time constraint and that energy constraint is just so huge for so many people. And then one of the other things that we notice is a lot of people haven't actually learned the skill. Like organizing is a learned skill and decluttering and those questions that you ask yourself when you want to minimize what you own, that's actually something you can learn. And that's what we love doing as professional organizers is work alongside of our clients to do the process with them so that they see how we sort and categorize. They, they, they hear the questions that we're asking them. They're verbally processing these thoughts out loud. And then they're seeing how we organize things and set up the systems. And so that skill and that knowledge can be, be learned. And that's really something mm-hmm. that you know, if you haven't necessarily been taught that, or you've been given a different example in your life, not to worry, you can learn it. And then sometimes it's just a matter of not having the proper systems. And that's what we call like a functionality frustration, where you've done some things in your home and you're like, why do I keep changing this around? Why does this keep frustrating me? Why do I have to keep reorganizing? Why isn't this working? And that's just because the functionality of it isn't quite suitable to yourself or your family members and like your personality or your organization style or even your lifestyle, right? Like we try to organize how they show it on Pinterest and it's like, this isn't working. (laughs) So we always say it doesn't have to be Pinterest pretty or like Instagram worthy. It has to be functional for your family. And then one of the other obstacles we've noticed is just getting family members on board. Like that's a lot of the complaints I have from some of my clients is that I used to be organized and then I had kids right? And so we're seeing that it has just thrown a wrench in their their fine-tuned A-type personality organization plans because they have kids who are just like, we, whatever, we don't care, right? you know, with life. But again, we can teach those skills to our kids and just by repetition and habit and being, you know, like consistent, they will learn it. And as they get older, they will start implementing it a bit. But just also recognizing that some people just have personalities that are very phlegmatic and they don't even really, doesn't even, the clutter doesn't bother them. It actually doesn't affect their internal state very much. And so just being gracious with each other and giving each other some like give and take on those things. So 
yeah, those are the main obstacles that we see. <laughs> I can relate with just, cause I don't have family of my own yet. So I can definitely relate with a few of those in terms of like the time, what I do with my cleaning strategies is I just set one day out of the week, but then that leaves the clutter to build throughout the week. And then it gets like progressively worse. Like, do you suggest cleaning a little bit daily or? Yeah, I know. know. It sucks. I know. (laughs) There's always that the saying that I have that small, consistent steps result in large, long term results. And so that comes with your like decluttering and organizing maintenance as well. And it doesn't honestly have to be a lot. I noticed the other day, I just had 10 minutes between appointments and I'm like, hey, I'm going to see how much I can get done in these next 10 minutes instead of sitting on my butt and being like, I have too much to do. I don't even know where to start. So I just did four or five things that I'm like, wow, now I know these four or five things really only take me like a couple minutes each. I'm like, that was pretty impressive, right? Throwing my shoes on to take stuff out to the shed that didn't belong in the house. And I was like, that didn't take very long. It was just, you know, annoying that I had to put on my shoes and go outside. <laughs> but, but doing those daily maintenance things like five minutes in the in the house before you go to your bedroom to get ready for bed and just kind of tidying up the kitchen and making sure that everything is put away nice and tidy and having your coffee pot ready. So when you get up in the morning, that just saves you some stress and some overwhelm for the start of your day, right? So there's all these little maintenance things that we can do that really don't take a lot of time. Like if we're actually to time ourselves, <laughs> it would make us feel better about doing those things. We're like, okay, this is only going to take me three minutes. Like I can handle that. So leaving it to the end of the week, yes, you're going to see a massive buildup and then it's going to be overwhelming. Sometimes you don't even want to start. Right. And so that's where it can be a little bit dangerous to leave it the, the end of the week, especially on like a Saturday. You're like who wants to do this on a Saturday? Make it part of your daily routine during the week. And then you don't have to do so much on your weekend and you can actually enjoy your weekend. And that's, that's really beneficial for our mental health too. Yes. I could totally agree with that. I feel like I'm going to start implementing that strategy of maybe just leaving five to 10 minutes throughout the day and see how that impacts my weekend because I normally do just wait until the weekend, but then you don't want to spend your weekend just spending hours cleaning. That's not the whole point of a weekend. So yeah, I I love that, that strategy. And then I know that you mentioned that organization skills are learned and Mm -hmm. we weren't taught these in schools. For most of us, there wasn't a class that we could just take in elementary school or high school. So what kind of skills should be learned in order Mm -hmm. to keep our houses and spaces clean and decluttered? Yeah, that's a really great question because prevention is better than cure, right? (laughs) It's always easier to, to, to know how to stop a problem from happening rather than to fix the problem. So one of the things that I've noticed with majority of our clients, is they just have too much stuff. So when you want to organize, the first thing and the majority of the time that you're spending on doing something is actually decluttering, like sorting everything and making sure that you know what you have in each category and deciding how much of this do I actually need and use and do I even want this? So a lot of times it's just about thoughtful processing before you even purchase something and bring it into your home. Just 
reducing what comes into the house is going to reduce the amount of stuff you own, which is going to reduce the amount of stuff you have to organize, which is going to save you time and energy, right? And so when you see things that you're like attracted to or sales that are happening, that's one thing that you can do to help yourself stay organized is to just really thoughtfully process it. Do I need this? Do I want this? Will I use it? Do I have a place to put it in my house? And if I bring it into my house, what has to leave? Because I implement the one in one out rule. And that's something that's really beneficial, especially for kids or families with accumulation phases with their children. It's like, if this is coming in to the house, what is it replacing? Because most of the time we don't actually need that thing. We have something that will serve the same purpose. And a lot of times you don't have to buy that. You could probably just borrow it from a friend because we all know people who have lots of things that we can just borrow what we need from them. Um, so those are two things, thoughtful purchasing and the one in one out rule. And then another, some really great ways to stay organized is what we we're talking about. The regularly scheduled declutter dates, right? Like whether it's the weekend or it's once a month or before birthdays or Christmas, you do the declutter of like stuff that you're grown out of, or you know, you're not using and then having the daily maintenance habits, the other thing that is really helpful too is to make sure that you've got systems set up that work for your brain and your personality and you label, like label everything. <laughs> so people think it may be a little bit overboard to be like, let's label this is where the forks go. But seriously, we've had clients where we've had to label plates, bowls, cups, mugs on the little shelf in their cupboard so that when their kids mm-hmm. or their partner... <laughs> are putting away the dishes. They know where everything goes. And that goes for any area of the home, right? Bedrooms, bathrooms, closets, linen closets. It's labels. They help your brain just instantly recognize, hey, this is where this goes. This is where I find this. I don't have to think hard about it. I don't have to question it. It reduces so much energy and time being spent on those tasks that it makes it easier to do the task so you don't avoid doing the task. So that's, yeah. um, those are my top tips. And then obviously the big one is if you're having struggles, just ask for help. You don't have to do it alone. There, there are professional organizers that are willing to help you. We do virtual coaching. We have, you know, DIY customized plans and we come in and physically help you do it. So there are, there are people you can ask for help. You don't have to do it by yourself. Well, that makes me feel better. <laughs> and I think sometimes it could definitely feel so overwhelming, especially right now I live in an apartment, so there really isn't much space to hold a lot at this point. But I can't imagine people who live in houses and how many rooms and space that can actually hold things. Mm-hmm. And it can be hard, I think, to not convince yourself whenever you go to the Target or Home Goods to see something really pretty that would look nice in your home and convince yourself to not buy it. But when you mentioned really understanding like the wants versus the needs, will I be able to find something that replaces that? I think those are good questions to ask. Whenever I start getting rid of clothes, I can see how many hangers I have extra. And I really, I try to limit myself on the amount of clothing items that I purchase in replace of those that I let go of because Mm -hmm. I mean, I've had closets that were full of clothes and I could just definitely tell a difference when I allowed myself to release a lot of them that I didn't even wear for like years. I just held on to them for some reason. Yeah. Yeah. Clothes are a big one, especially for our female clients. It's just like, Ooh, it's a tough one. 
to let go yeah. of those things for a lot of different reasons. Um, but you'd be surprised when you minimize that and you have only your favorites or you have like a capsule wardrobe, how easy it is to choose an outfit and how quick it is to get ready in the morning and how less stressed you are in the morning. And that's really nice. So, <laughs> Yeah. What do you think is the driving reason for some people to want to hold on to things in their lives and they just avoid letting them go? Mm, yeah, that's deep. <laughs> you want one reason. I mean, we have so many reasons, but I think the maybe the underlying one is just like a fear of loss. Like, as in you've paid money for something and so you fear getting rid of an item because then you've lost that money or somebody gave it to you and that person is special to you. And if you get rid of this item, does that mean that you're disrespecting them or like you're, you're losing a piece of them, right? And then there's always that feeling of like, I had intentions for this. You know, I had a plan for this item and now I'm going to let it go. Is that I'm, I'm afraid to lose that, that, that intention or that drive or that goal. And so there's this like underlying fear of loss that just letting go of something means you're, you're losing a lot that you've emotionally and mentally attached to that item. When, when you sit back and think about it, you're like, I'm not losing that special person that gave me that thing. And I'm not losing my drive and ambition and my goals and my passions and my hobbies by giving away these items that I haven't crafted with. And I'm not losing all that mm -hmm. money that I spent on this item because I already spent it. That money is gone, right? So I think it's just yeah. when we sit back and verbally process those sorts of thoughts with a friend or a professional organizer, or we write it out in our journal, we can be like, okay, that doesn't make any sense. Like <laughs> being dramatic, but, um, but it really does. Like there are those underlying things that drive us to hold on to things that are just emotional. And it's just that fear usually of, of losing something. And a lot of people are like, well, if I get rid of it, I might need it. And then I have to go out and buy a new one. And I'm like, okay, but how, how long have you owned this? And they're like 20 years. I'm like, how many times have you used it? They're like, never. I'm like, oh my God. When you ask them those questions, they're like, okay, yeah, we can get rid of it. Oh my gosh. I literally can think of a few items that I'm just holding on to right now. Cause it's either from somebody has gifted it to me mm -hmm. or I paid a lot of money for it. And then I actually didn't end up using it. So mm -hmm. I feel like also something that comes to mind is like we attach a part of our identities to these mm -hmm. items mm -hmm. and feel like we're going to lose like a part of ourselves if we get rid of it. We're not going to be less of who we are if we get rid of items. So yeah, well, yeah. no, that's really true. And that's, that's, that's pretty powerful too. When you start realizing I am not the sum of what I own that doesn't give me value. That doesn't give me worth. That doesn't give me my identity, like you said, right? But a lot of people do place their identity and value and worth in what they own, what they drive, the house they have, you know, the, the things they wear, right? And so it's, it's actually accumulating more can devalue you. I feel like when you give away your power and your, and your, and your identity to things, that, that devalues you. Like when you start getting rid of things and decluttering stuff out of your life and you start feeling like, Oh, I feel so empowered. I feel so proud of myself. I feel so confident. It's like, Hmm, interesting how you started feeling those things as you got rid of the shit in your life. So, <laughs> yes. But it's not just the physical stuff they're getting rid of. They're getting rid of 
things that have held them back and weighed them down and made them feel overwhelmed and stressed, right? And so it's more than just the physical item. There's a lot of emotional baggage that comes with it. So like that connection piece that we talked about, like you're, it can cause some emotional blockages there because once you do let go of some of the items that may have caused you some, made you feel heavy or just those heavy emotions, it releases more space to find more inner peace or find more bliss or find Mm -hmm. more happiness from within because you just like allowed yourself to open up and yeah, like let go. It's, I think it's like a scary thing to some of us, but it's actually can be quite empowering. Like you said. Yeah. It's so freeing. And there's that, there's so much truth to that saying less is more. Right. And when you have, when you have less, you realize what is really important. I mean, COVID and the, and the lockdowns and everything was such a proof of that when everybody was locked in their homes and, and couldn't go out and do any activities. It was like, Oh, we really realized how interpersonal connection and being with people just to sit with somebody else in person and be able to like hang out. It just was like, Oh my God, I'm craving that so much because it is so important to, and, and when you, when you strip everything else away, all of the physical things and money and power and success, what really matters is the people in your life and how they treat you and how they feel and vice versa, how you make them feel right. So it just, yeah, less is more. And ultimately at the end of the day, like you aren't going to be on your deathbed thinking, oh, I wish that I had more of those things, or I wish that I owned more. <laughs> You're going to be like, I wish I spent yeah. more time with that I love doing the things that I enjoy. Right. So it's actually quite simple, but the materialism of our society has really overshadowed the important things. And it's, it's sad. We need to strip back and, and really get down to basics here. Yeah. And this just reminds me that we're going to leave this earth, leaving behind all of the things that we own. People are going to remember us by our stories, the memories we shared and the love that we gave. So shifting those beliefs and the mindset around what you own, I think can be really, really powerful. And then that could just it just ties into your organization skills because then you're going to own less mm-hmm. and you won't care so much about how much you own and the quantity. It'll be more about just the quality. Yes, exactly. And quality is huge. And and being able to say like, I do enjoy what I own and it adds to my life. It benefits me. It gives me and my family good experiences. Right. And so I think just being aware of what you're purchasing and why, and hopefully you're purchasing it so that you can have great experiences, have fun, enjoy life and, and do things that are fun with the people that you love. Right. So hopefully the things that you purchase and fill your home with are bringing you and your family joy and good experiences rather than causing stress. Yes, that's <laughs> for sure. <laughs> now, I've heard you speak a lot about the methods that you use in terms of organization. Mm-hmm. Are they similar to the Comrie method? And if not, like, what are the differences? Right, right. Yeah. So Comrie method, basically, they organize by category, not location of your home. So they'll start with clothes Then they'll do books and then they'll do papers. Then they'll do miscellaneous items and then they'll do sentimental items. So that's kind of the order that they go with Conmarie method categories. For us as 
our, like in our company with Rose City Professional Organizing, we are very adaptable to the needs of the client and where they're at in their life. So starting with clothes for some of our clients would not be a good place to start. Starting with books is definitely not a good place for most of our clients. Like they want to keep all their books. So with, with what we do, we start with the area of the home that is causing them the most stress and overwhelm where they're just like, I can't handle my laundry room. It's driving me bonkers. Or my kitchen is so disorganized and not functional and I cannot cook for my family or whatever I'm noticing in our assessment that they're complaining about is their pain point. Like, hey, well, let's do that first. That sounds like your priority space because the motivation is there, right? They have a reason to do that area because it's, affecting their life and it's affecting their mental and emotional health too. And so that I find if the motivation is there, we do that space. It's very rare that a person will reach out to us and be like, I need to just declutter all our clothes. They like never say that. (laughs) They're always like, um, my kids toy room is the worst or their playroom or their bedrooms. Or they'll be like, ah, my master bedroom and bathroom and closet is just driving me nuts. So they always talk about the space, right? the area of the home. And so we just deal with the area of the home. And usually when they do a a day with us, this is like a six hour day, they've built up this declutter muscle, we call it, where they've done the reps, you know, over the six hours with us and gotten rid of some stuff, thrown some things in boxes. We've taken them to donations. They're like, oh, this room now feels so good. I want the rest of my house to feel this way. So in regards to like, our methods, usually the miscellaneous items that they haven't seen or used or have been buried in a bin or they're just just not serving them, it's easy for them to get rid of, right? And so we tend to start with those things if we're dealing with a whole home organization. It's just like, okay, let's just collect all these different categories and let's start over here with these random items. Something that like pens, nobody would have attachment to pens unless you're high at level on the hoarding scale, right? But there's there's just a difference with the Marie method in their approach to the categories and starting with a certain category we, we don't, we don't normally take that approach with our clients because it's more about the space that they want dealt with and anything that's in that space gets dealt with. <laughs> so, yeah. Wow. Even just those subtle differences can really make an impact because not everybody is going to organize and find organization methods work for them in the same way that it did yeah. for another another person. So it is really nice to have just varying methods that we can choose from and and who knows, maybe it'll even work better for the long term. Cause some of the methods, I don't know what which ones I've chosen, but just the ones that I have, like waiting until the last minute, that's definitely a method that hasn't worked for me. So it's just like finding what works best for you and and I, and I like your idea of starting with just the location, because I think when a whole room is decluttered, it can really, that can be a ripple effect to declutter another space in your home. So that's amazing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a big space. Like everybody thinks, oh, I have to do the whole kitchen. It's like, oh God, please don't do the whole kitchen. <laughs> kitchen will take us six hours with two organizers working with the client. So start with a drawer. 
Okay. Like start with a drawer in your office. It's not overwhelming. Like you don't want to pick your junk drawer right off the hop. That even just a junk drawer full of all different things can be overwhelming, but like, okay, I've got some pens and I've got some office supplies in this one drawer. I'm just going to pull everything out, spread it out on the desk, sort it into categories, get rid of a couple things and then put in some dividers and then make sure everything has a home, label some, label some things and then drop off the donations. It doesn't have to be a massive space. I've had a client send me a picture of before and after of her office drawer in that same scenario and be like, I did it by myself. I'm like, yes. And that's where you get your, your confidence built in yourself that you can do it without help on just a drawer. And that's awesome. You learn by doing right. And if you're completely lost, you're like, I have no idea how to even start this. Just ask for help, you know, reach out to somebody, even a friend who will come over and help you. Cause when it's not your stuff, it's a heck of a lot easier. <laughs> so even just yeah. a family member can be like, okay, we'll do this drawer and they'll help you get rid of some things. And then, yeah, it's actually kind of fun to do it with somebody too. So that's amazing. And I just got an idea too, to like maybe find a way to make it more fun and enjoyable. If you find that cleaning isn't something that you, you find that it feels more like a chore and something that you have to do, maybe like change it until I get to clean this and I'm going to put on some relaxing music and, and just make it create a fun environment around it so that it's more yeah. impactful and it'll inspire you to clean more. Yeah. And always reward yourself, especially as women, we forget to reward ourselves for jobs well done. We just beat ourselves up that we didn't do more <laughs> or that we have so much more left to do. And I'm just like, oh, you got to like take yourself out for dinner or buy yourself a nice bottle of wine and have a bath or, you know, treat yourself to a new book or take yourself to a movie date reward yourself. And, and, and that will reinforce in your brain. I did a good thing. If I can do this good thing again, I can get another reward. And a lot of people respond really well to that, but we have to do that for ourselves. It's not like our partner's going to come over and be like, Hey, good job organizing your desk drawer. Let me take you out for dinner. You know, like it's <laughs> probably not. <laughs> so you got to treat yourself, reward yourself and reinforce to your brain that like, yeah, you did an awesome thing. Let's do it again. So. Well, thank you so much for that very important reminder. <laughs> and I would love to know where can listeners connect with you? Oh man, I'm all over the place. So on Instagram, our handle is at Rose City Organizing and we have lots of great before and afters and tips on there and some funny Fridays that people always love. Um, and on Facebook, if you're more of a Facebooker, we are Rose City Professional Organizing and we actually have a private Facebook community that any woman is welcome to join. It's called the Uncluttered Confident Woman. And that is my free Facebook group. And there's a lot of fun stuff that happens in there. We, in the spring, do a, a declutter and organize challenge during the month of April. So that's a really great way to get yourself kickstarted with spring decluttering and organizing. And then my website, rosecityprofessionalorganizing.com. And you can find out about all our services there. We have in-home services if you're located in Alberta, Canada. We have virtual and DIY services if you're located internationally. Yeah, that's those are the best ways to connect with us. So I'd love to, yeah, meet some of your listeners and, and connect with them on social. That'd be great. Well, thank you for sharing and I'll make sure to leave all of your links in the show notes so that they can have easy access to all of the links. And my last question is, what does it mean to blissfully bloom? Oh, that's beautiful. It means to 
embrace the hard times, embrace the struggles. And just like a diamond is produced under the, the, the toughest pressure, you can find your shine under the deepest struggles. And so just dig deep, ask for help and know that these hard times and, and challenges, you can overcome them and you can become even more beautiful than you already are. So lovely. Thank you so much for your, for sharing that description. I love that, that metaphor that you used. And thank you so much for coming on the show today. I had such a great time talking about decluttering and organizing. I'm just feeling excited to, to start my, my yeah. journey of rewiring how I think about cleaning now. So thank you That's so much. Awesome, Victoria. Yeah. Let me know how you change your, your approach and your maintenance and send me some before and afters. <laughs> I'd love to see. Well, <laughs> can't wait. I can't wait for it. Well, thank you. I just want to send my gratitude again to Krista for coming on the show today. I really appreciate her really carving out some time from her day to speak about this topic. I am surely after listening and re-listening and editing this episode, I feel even more inspired to really organize. And I've been putting into practice the tip that she gave to declutter a little bit every single day. So if I am in my room and I'm seeing that mm, there's some things on the floor, mm, there's some things on the bed or on my drawer that I can declutter and put away for about, I don't know, maybe five minutes and it'll all be gone, I do that. And I feel so much better when I leave the house and I come back in my room and there's nothing there's no clutter there, right? I do want to give my one key takeaway from this episode, and that is to really be mindful of your purchases because that is going to be the ultimate prevention of eliminating the amount of time that you actually spend organizing and decluttering because if there's less stuff in your space, in your home, then there's less stuff to organize. There's less stuff to declutter. So whenever you find yourself in Target or you find yourself in Home Goods or Marshalls and you see something that mm, it looks so pretty, it would look nice on my nightstand, ask yourself some questions. Is this really going to bring me joy? Does this truly spark happiness and bring a smile to my face when I look at this object? Is it meaningful? And that Honestly, I have been using that tip whenever I go shopping and I find myself putting less stuff in my basket and feeling really proud of myself for it because beforehand, before I even started mindful, being more mindful as I shop, I would just put stuff in there and really not think so much about, oh, where is this going to go? What is this going to replace, right? There wasn't much thinking there. There was just me being a, on zombie mode and just putting things in my cart without much effort there. But when you start to take time to really be mindful and think about where the things are going to go and how is this going to impact you in the future and how is this is going to impact your organization skills in the future, you're going to thank yourself for not putting it in your basket, right? I 
hope y'all enjoyed this episode today. Please share your insights with me. So screenshot the episode, tag me on your stories at blissfully.bloom, and I will give you a shout out as well by sharing your story. And yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed today's episode and thank you so much for the support. I will see y'all in the next one. Bye.